Welcome to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Drs. Jim and Janine Fox of Doctors Nutrition. We continue our journey to better health through proper nutrition, supplementation, and knowledge. And now, here are Drs. Fox and Live Healthy, Be Healthy. Welcome, and thank you for coming back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. Hi, I'm Dr. Jim. And I'm Dr. Janine. And I think this episode is really going to be interesting and hopefully uh, give them some good information. Right, because it affects so many people out there that are listening Yeah, because it's a huge percentage of the population. Yes, so we're talking about pre-diabetes. Right, and the dangers. And the very many dangers. And one of the reasons we decided to do this show is, you know, we see people, many people every day. Many. And we keep hearing from people over and over again. The doctors told them not to worry that they were in the pre-diabetic range. Right. Oh, don't worry about that. Just wait till you're diabetic. And, you know, that is not very smart to do. And we want to tell you why and what the dangers are when you are in the pre-diabetic range. Exactly. You know, and like I say, Janine, we, we see this all the time. You know, people come in and say, well, well they've checked my blood sugar. It's okay. <clears throat> and, and, of course, we get into it and check. And, and sure enough, they're pre-diabetic. <clears throat> well, yeah, I've been that way for a long time. But, you know, my doctor said, don't worry about it. Well, okay. Our common response is, well, you better start worrying about it. Right. Because, you know, when, what they're typically looking at is they're looking at your hemoglobin A1C. That's conventional medicine. If they're checking you for diabetes, they're going to check your hemoglobin A1C. If it's above 5.6, say 5.7 and above, up to 6.4, then you're pre-diabetic. The thing is, we see probably 65 to 75% of the people in, in that, that range. range. Exactly. Now, we are in the Deep South. We are in Mississippi, um, which is true. probably the worst state in the country. It, well, we are. I think we are. I think we, we do actually rank number one in the amount of diabetes. Well, so we do see this right? a lot. Right. And if you are pre-diabetic, you have a huge chance of becoming diabetic. That's now, the problem. If you don't change something, you're going to be diabetic. You know, a lot of the research now is saying, though, that you're getting the, the problems with your cells and damage to the body mm-hmm. in the pre-diabetic state. Yeah, anything above 5.5 on the A1C. As a matter right. of fact, that's <clears throat> pretty much the current science is saying if you're above 5.5, which they're going to tell you, oh, you're fine. No, you're not. You've got a problem. And, and when we evaluate people for sugar uh, handling problems, Janine, you know, we always do a little bit more than just A1C. Oh, definitely. And yeah. even when you see high triglycerides, another thing yes. that's ignored a lot, um, high triglycerides is another sign of prediabetes. Yes, it is. If you have high triglycerides, even if your A1C is normal, right. not in a prediabetic state, you have a high risk of becoming diabetic because you don't handle sugar properly. Right. And a lot of those people, if you'll check the insulin, if their triglycerides are high, usually their insulin is sky high too. And type 2 diabetes is insulin resistance because they have so much insulin. Right. The cells do not allow the insulin to carry sugar and triglycerides into the cell anymore for fuel. Right. And, you know, when we do an evaluation for, for blood sugar, you know, we always do the fasting sugar. Okay, so, you know, see what your fasting level is. Then we do the hemoglobin A1C, just like conventional medicine would. We just go a little bit further and add the insulin. 
And if we've got that insulin, your fasting sugar, and your hemoglobin A1C. And your triglycerides. And your triglycerides. We know how you handle mm. sugar, and it might not be mm. what you want to hear at that point. No, because sometimes <laughs> in the early stages, your insulin's high enough to keep the sugar down, but the triglycerides will usually start going up. Right. But if so you, you got to look at the whole picture. You don't you do. look at just one value. And that insulin, not only does sugar damage the cells, really high insulin also damages the cells. Yeah. Now, okay, guys... Pay attention. Here's a problem that we have, low T. Okay, there's an epidemic in America for low testosterone. Well, there's an epidemic of prediabetes. Well, there's a, you're right. Okay, one of the issues, and I, I have to explain this to the guys all the time because they seem to, you know, think, well, I don't, I don't know why I have low T, you know, stress, whatever. It's insulin. Insulin actually blocks the receptor cells on the testicles where the luteinizing hormone, or LH, from the brain tells the testicle to make testosterone. Well, te- uh, the actual insulin gets on those receptor sites, covers them up, blocks them, if you will, and so the LH can never tell your testicles to make testosterone. Never gets to where it needs to go yeah. to. It's blocked. And, and it's blocked. And so your testicles are saying, hey, I'm just hanging out down here. They, we don't need anything. And they literally don't make testosterone because they're not being told. Right. And a lot of people never know. A lot of doctors don't tell people the connection. And some of them may not know it themselves. Right. That the insulin resistance problem that we're seeing in so many people Mm -hmm. is actually causing low testosterone. And we see it all the time. I mean, it's rare that we see somebody with all these insulin resistant problems and this great testosterone. No. Um, You just don't usually see uh that. Now. You know, and it's even happening in the younger men, you can, 20s and 30s. And so it doesn't take, but we're seeing insulin resistance and we're seeing prediabetes in all your kids and teenagers now. So we're starting to see the problems at a much younger age. And that's one reason why we thought people really need to know they need to pay attention to it. Right. Now, other things, okay, yeah. Okay, you're, you're going to become diabetic if you're pre-diabetic. Now, well, the problem is some of the other things that are associated with pre-diabetes, mm-hmm. and that is increased heart risk, mm-hmm. greater, even if you never become diabetic and you just stay in the pre-diabetic state, real high chances of heart disease. Right. Stroke. Mm-hmm. Um, high blood pressure. Mm-hmm. Dementias. Dementias, exactly. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of things that go with it. That's why we tell people, yes, it does make a difference if you're pre-diabetic. Do you want heart disease, strokes, dementia, low testosterone? I mean, it affects so many things even before it reaches diabetes. Yeah, it sure does. You know, and, you know, sometimes we have to kind of be graphic for people to where they can kind of understand something like that. Hemoglobin A1C, it doesn't mean much. It's just a test number. So, okay, what is that? Well, what we're looking at when we see that, Janine, is... And and, if, and I like to say, I've, I've never had anybody tell me, oh, yeah, I understand what it was to begin with. You know, what the hemoglobin A1C is, there's actually a protein on your hemoglobin, part of your red blood cell thing, that actually gets glycated. And what glycation is, is basically sugar is damaging. For instance, and I always I use this example, you know, especially females have perhaps seen a cake batter. It's kind of a light yellowish color. Put it in the oven for 350 degrees for an hour or whatever it is. It comes out a nice golden brown. That's glycation. Now, unfortunately, or hopefully fortunately, we don't glycate at 350 degrees. We glycate at 98.6. It takes a little longer to do it, 
but it's still glycation. Right, and it's still causing damage to your cells when the glycation happens. And the hemoglobin A1C, that protein, it's a percentage of the cells that are damaged. Exactly. So the higher the percentage, the more sugar you had to have had to cause that damage. More more damage is done. So people don't realize, when you tell people that's the damaged cells and the percentage of damaged cells, they kind of look at you funny because they can't believe that's what it means. So if you understand what it means, it might mean more to you if yours starts elevating. Well, exactly, because once you... Once they, you know, kind of, you can see the light go off in their in their eyes. Once they realize, oh, this is damaging my cells. And and when we talk about damaging your cells, every cell in your body is susceptible to that damage. Right. Eyes, your kidneys, you know, the liver, your brain. And you know that you know with diabetes, mm-hmm. there's no doubt sight and kidneys oh, yeah. t- tend to be very affected. Two biggies. So you really have to look at what it's doing. And you know, people that are at risk for pre-diabetes of mm-hmm. course i hate to say nowadays everybody's at risk because of the american <laughs> yeah, diet that's true okay, i mean but if you true. look at what they'll say you're at higher risk <laughs> right. because we how often do we hear well it's not in my family exactly oh, well you're the first you okay know? you're you're working on being number one good for now, you now there's no doubt right. if you have diabetes in your family you're definitely more likely to be diabetic oh yourself. there's no doubt about it if, if grandpa and grandma <laughs> both on both sides of the family were diabetic yeah, yeah. guess what you're going to be there if you're overweight and you gain weight in the middle. Mm-hmm. That's the sign right there There's that you don't handle sugar properly. There's your There's sign. Your sign. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that's another risk. Yeah, um, that's true. In, inactivity. If you're one that don't exercise or you don't get up or you have a desk job and you right. never do anything other than sit, mm-hmm. that increases your risk. Because there is one thing we haven't mentioned that does help with insulin resistance is exercise. Oh, no doubt about that. I mean, you know, obviously we always talk about diet and so on to, to help that. And we'll get into that in just in a minute. But you're right. Exercise. You know, you have to move. And it doesn't have to be you go to the gym. You know, a lot of people think, oh, gosh. You don't you know, have to exercise two or three hours a day. No, you don't. And no. As a matter of fact, they've shown as little as 30 minutes per week, which is not a well, lot. Well, I think it probably should be more I like think three it, to four times a week. But Well, well but they should. You know, the, the science has shown if somebody will just get off their butt and move 30 mm-hmm. minutes in a week. They're going to be less susceptible to the problems. Yeah. That's not a lot. That's not. And then if you go out and walk, walking is absolutely, most people can walk. I mean, obviously, if you're in a wheelchair, okay, can't do that. But if you're up and ambulatory normally, then you can get out and walk. And you don't have to walk very far. If you walk 15, start out walking 10, 15 minutes a day. You know, work yourself up to 30 minutes. And walk a little faster if you can. And walk a little Try faster. Try to get your heart rate up. That'll exactly. actually help the cardiac part. Exactly. So, you know, exercise does play a big role in insulin resistance. So I think no as the diet has gotten a lot worse than the United States, right. and it's acceptable to eat carbohydrates and sugar all day long. That's it. And nobody gets out and does anything anymore and plays, especially the kids, and playing video games and staying inside on TV. We're seeing a huge huge increase and it's amazing how the teenagers are showing it even if they're not overweight so you don't and that's another thing you do not have to be overweight no to be insulin resistant pre-diabetic and become diabetic later and and some of the other complications from it you know uh one of which is the fatty liver that we hear Mm -hmm. about oh we see that it's it's one of the fastest growing problems in the united states right now is non-alcoholic fatty liver and and there's a i i hear people all the time that are actually not overweight at all, and yet they have a fatty liver show up. So there's a they've, you know, the, the researchers and Dr. Lustig I think came up with this. Uh, but they came up with a with a, an acronym: TOFI, thin on the outside, fat on the inside. Right, because you can lay fat down on the organs even if you're not fat on the outside. Yeah, that's right. 
That's and we're true. seeing more and more of it with the high carbohydrate diets. Right. And one of the things you kind of touched on it a minute ago with the teenagers, but you know, believe it or not, we're actually seeing this in preteens, Janine. We are. We're seeing it. Well, we say teenagers because it's kid. We're seeing it in seven-year-olds, nine-year-olds, no. ten-year-olds. They're not teenagers yet. No, they're not um, even close. So we're seeing a lot of kids. I guess we should just say people under 18 and then I'm yeah. definitely the ones in their 20s I mean they're real we're seeing them full-blown type 2 diabetic now when we're talking about pre-diabetes and diabetes we're talking about type 2 type 2 type 1 is pancreatic failure totally different story you don't go into a pre-state before you hit that state no so we're not happens. talking about type 1 diabetes we're talking about type 2 which is what's caused by lifestyle exactly and you know there's no doubt if it runs in your family you're more susceptible but you can change your lifestyle to keep from getting it that's true. You know, and, and when we talk about lifestyle, you know, today uh, in America, most people eat out, some of them, three meals a day. Right. They eat breakfast at, at, a, at a fast food restaurant. They eat lunch at a fast food restaurant. And they think they're really doing good if they go to Subway. Yeah. You know, and, 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 you know, and they think, <laughs> and eat oh. all that bread. Yeah. And you're still getting all With the plastic bread. in it, of course. Oh, sure. But, you know, hey, it's, we're always, most of us <laughs> are probably a little plastic deficient. Who knows? But, you know, that's the thing. That, that's the problem today. You know, if you watch, nobody carries their lunch. Um, I mean, when I was. And when you go to, when you go to restaurants, I mean, yeah. you don't know what you're getting. No, you and don't. a lot of the restaurants, even even the higher end restaurants, they'll soak their meat in sugar to make it taste better. They do. And you know, watch any preparation of meat on shows for restaurants. Yeah, and they do the that channel? because exactly. They do that to make it taste better because then you'll come back. You don't realize if you eat something that normally does not have sugar in it that it's loaded with sugar. Right. So you gotta be really careful eating out and you gotta, you know, start Cooking at home more and eat out only as a treat occasionally, not on day every day right. occurrence, which yeah. is what most people are doing today. Yeah, you know, like I say, if you watch the Food Channel and and Guy Fieri on on you know diners, drive-ins, and dives is is a great one to watch because he's going to show you some of these wonderful little local you know dives, if you will, where the food is really food good. Is really good. But when they start preparing it, you know, they take something as simple as coleslaw. You think, well, my gosh, that's cabbage and maybe a little mayonnaise, you know. No, they put sugar in it. Everything has sugar. They put sugar in mayonnaise, in, in the uh, coleslaw. So, okay, everybody thinks, well, gee, I'm eating out. I'm, I'm eating my coleslaw. I'm eating some greens. They put If they're making greens, they're putting sugar in it. You know, they take something yeah. like that. You and just have to get back to yes. cooking and get back to cooking yourself. And people think that's weird. I know when we built our house... Eight years ago, yeah. almost everybody that would come in, I have a really nice kitchen. Yeah. And everybody would say, man, your kitchen's nice. Do you cook? I'm like, yes, I cook. <laughs> I mean. We hear that one all the time. I mean, it's people really can't believe amazing. that I cook because I yeah. work and I cook. Um, yes. So I do tell people, yes, I cook, because if you don't cook, you don't know what you're getting. Okay. Now, you should say you work and you cook. Okay. She does work and cook. And, and we eat, she and I eat very well as far as good wholesome food you know and she prepares some really neat stuff i mean her, her i cook from scratch i do everything everything's from, everything's from scratch we also or she also does cook for the people that work for us at work so when you call doctors nutrition the, every, whoever answers that phone janine cooked their lunch yeah well i cook for everybody at lunch and that <laughs> way right. that way they, they get to eat well as good exactly. you know, and we and we eat when we're at work, so we have to have it for us as well. well so we, we can't go yeah, out and get something to eat. We, we practice what we preach, And right? we don't run mm-hmm. out and get fast food lunch. We no, never we do. No, we don't. No. So anyway, back to the pre-diabetes. Okay. And let's talk about 
diet changes. Yeah, that's okay. one of the biggest things to change. Being pre-diabetic is what you eat. Right. I mean, you know, we just talked about cook, okay, or prepare, okay. So we're going to have to cook and prepare. And I don't know what's so bad about cooking and preparing food, but nowadays people look at you in with a squinty face and saying, "I've got to prepare." Yeah, you're going to have to do it. I just don't know any other way of doing it. So we need to change our diet now. If you look at the American diet, it is carb. It is carb heavy. Right, it I mean, is some sort of carbohydrate. I don't care what, who it is. You know, they're either eating breads at every meal, rice, pasta, potatoes. I mean, think about it. The French fries, and then just frank sugar, and then there's just plain old sugar, and even fruit. I get so many people um, that come in and they're they're pre diabetic, and they oh, I don't eat much bread. Well, how much bread? You know, well, they're eating bread every day. So, okay, yeah, you're eating pretty good bit of bread. You know, and the other stuff, the rice, the pastas, and so well, I don't eat pasta very often. Okay, fine. How much fruit do you eat? Well, I eat fruit every day. Fruit's good for you. Okay, it's good for some people, but in your case, you're pre-diabetes, you need to kind well, of cut actually, that actually, I always tell people, yeah, you can eat fruit, but you got to eat the right kind. And they exactly. look at you funny, and I say, you can't eat the sugar fruit. Well, sweet if you fruits, right. actually think about it, tomato is a fruit. Well, that's true. Squash is a fruit. Technically, Zucchini you're right. Zucchini is a fruit. Avocado but, is a fruit. Those are all fine. But they don't think those. about that. They think about fruit as being bananas and oranges. Sugar fruits. Right. The We're sweet all fruits. talking about the sweet fruit. Everything right. has to be sweet nowadays. Right. And so in even back in the days when there was fruit, fruit was not in season all the time. You no. didn't have an abundance of fruit all the time. Oh, no. And now you can get anything anytime you want it. Exactly. And people eat too much of the sugar fruits. You can eat the non-sugar fruits, and you can eat lots of vegetables. So if you go to, I think on our website, we have the low glycemic sheet. Uh, I, think, yeah, I believe I think, we I do. Think Victor got that put on up. doctorsnutrition.com. Mm-hmm. There's a low glycemic diet. So mm-hmm. go look on that. It tells you which, which things spike the insulin, mm-hmm. because that's what we're talking about with the glycemic index. That's it. And so really, we, we do say people need to be on a low glycemic diet. We mm-hmm. do it ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, it does make a difference in weight control, not it just does. the diabetes, but it does keep your weight down. It helps the diabetes, and it makes you not crash. All those carbohydrates are making everybody tired and sluggish at the same time. Yeah, because we hear this one all the time. Oh, I'm hypoglycemic. Okay, then you need to stay the hell away from sugar. Yeah. Actually, a hypoglycemic <laughs> should also be on a low glycemic diet. They certainly should. So they're, the, they're the number one. They're the number one people because later in life, then people are going to be diabetic usually. They're, they're going to so, do it. Yeah. So, you know, the diet makes a huge difference. Now, also, supplements. There are supplements that do help. Now, we yeah. never tell people you can just take all these supplements and not change your diet and control the problem because you can't. No, as a matter now, of fact, we tell them if they take all these supplements and don't change their diet, then, you're wasting your money. Exactly. So, but there are things that also help with somebody that does have a strong family history. That's true. Like you. Um, like me. Yeah, like him. He actually has to do everything to keep his A1C down, and he does. His A1C, I think, was 5.2 when you did it last. Yeah, which is a little high, but I'd, I'd like to have it below 5. Well, yeah. but it's... You're not probably not going to get there, but you no, do have okay. to take all the supplements for blood sugar and strict, strict, strict on the diet. Very strict And on because the diet. it runs in his family, mm-hmm. and he's always had, and when he was in his 30s, he had the high triglycerides. He actually yep. started at a very young age. Yeah. And so you have to look at that, and you have to know how strict you have to be. And that's what we can tell you if you do the lab work. Yeah, and that's is what it really boils down to is it's an individual thing. Some people can tolerate a little more than others. Okay, fine. We have to look at your lab work, and we can tell you. You know, yeah, you can. You might be able to tolerate a little fruit. I know in my case, you I can't. can't. No, his A one C immediately starts going up if oh, he yeah. eats fruit. So, 
that's, you know, you have to look at all that to yeah. tell where you are. Now, the supplements that we recommend, we have one that we've used for years called Glucose Support Formula. GSF. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's called GSF when you look at it at our website. Mm-hmm. It has a lot of the things that help insulin resistant, like your cinnamon, mm-hmm. your chromium, right. your vanadium, gymnema sylvestri. Mm-hmm. It has your alpha lipoic acid, for which, which, which helps with protection. Mm-hmm. A lot of it also protects the cells from the damage exactly. that you get from high blood sugar. But yeah, that exactly. in all those things I just named, you can take individually, but we put them all in one product so people wouldn't have to take them individually. Right. Um, really good product. Worked very well for us over the years, and we've had really good success with it. So GSF is one that definitely anybody can take. Now, there's another one that we've been using. Now, we've probably been using it for five years. It's called Berberine Max. Mm -hmm. A lot of the research started coming out on berberine being very working very similarly to the diabetic medications. Correct. Like metformin and Avandia. There was even some double-blind studies that actually showed that it worked as well as those drugs for controlling blood sugar. In the type 2. Yeah, mm-hmm. except it helped with lipids even better. So it even it helps yeah. with the cholesterol and triglycerides as well. Right. Um, only thing, with, and we get good success with berberine. Mm-hmm. The only thing with berberine is it does affect the way the liver detoxifies, gets, detoxifies mm-hmm. other medications. So right. if somebody is on huge amounts of medications, they may not want to do the berberine max because it can make your other medication stronger. So you just have to be, but someone not on medication, that's always one we use. Yeah, that's one that we always check and see, you know, how many medications a person's taking. If you're taking, you know, 10 different medications, that's probably not your best choice for you. But we, we've got other things that, that we have other we things. The GSF you can yeah. take, even if you're on multiple medications. And even our Megavites Lean, it's a multivitamin right. that is designed to help people with the blood sugar issues. Exactly. And, you know, and, and there's, it's rare that you see a multivitamin formula put together specifically for that. And, it, and that's why it's called lean is yeah. because it can help weight loss due to helping blood sugar control. Exactly. So it does have some of the same things we talked about in the GSF, maybe in lower doses in yeah. the multi, but then it has like 2000 vitamin D for the full dosage. It right. has your 500 B12 and we see low vitamin D in insulin resistant people. That's one of the trends that goes along with it is low vitamin D. That's true. So, we have things that you can take, and like I said, mm-hmm. and everything we have everything separately as well. We have the chromium, we have the alpha lipoic, we have the cinnamon extract, we have everything separate. But that GSF or the Megavite Selen is something that has it all in it. It's actually very good for overall health, right? And it's something you can do to help along with your diet changes and exercise. Yeah, and you know, I guess the you know to kind of wrap things up, you know, we're seeing a tremendous increase in, in the pre-diabetes, and you know, conventional medicine is kind of sweeping it under the rug. Oh, don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry about it until you turns into a full-blown diabetic. Oh, jump in there, then we'll throw some medications at you. The health issues in this country, yeah. the cost is going up so much because Staggering. of diabetes. Yes. Um, and like I said, you don't want to have strokes and heart attacks, and right. you don't want heart disease. And, you know, there's so many things that go along with it, and the high blood pressure. I mean, now nowadays, right. oh, oh, no big deal. You have high blood pressure, let's just stick you on a medication. Let's right. not try to fix the problem. I've had many people over the years that if they go on a low glycemic diet, their blood pressure goes down. Exactly. So it does make a difference what you eat a lot of those health problems where you don't, instead of fixing the underlying problems, don't just add a medication. Try to figure out why it's doing it. Right. And, you know, I guess to, again, to kind of kind of wrap things up here, you know, the thing that you, you need to do, you probably need to do a little bit more lab work than they're doing for you in your conventional path. We can do that for you. Right. You know, our expanded panel catches all those markers all that we just talked about. All the things that we about. talked about, it's $160. Right. And like I said, but also, you know, give us a call and we can tell you right. more specific to you. You might want some of the extra cardiac tests if you already have 
the cardiac problems going on. So right. there's a lot of things that we can, we can do. do. And it's, we can do it in most states, not all. Not all, but most. Yep. So just if you give us a call, we'll let you know. And we can also, you know, provide you with a diet sheet, you know, like say the low well, glycemic diet. That's, that's on, our on our website. website. Uh, we can also give you some advice about that. A lot of times people have questions, you know. Right. And, you know, feel free to call. I promise you, if, when you call Doctors Nutrition, anybody in the staff, I mean, they've heard us for so many years. They can probably answer your questions, but one of the docs will be glad to get on the phone and talk to you. Right. We, or we'll call you back if we're busy. Well, that's it. Yes. Now, like I said, go to our website, doctorsnutrition.com, mm-hmm. and also go to Facebook. We have an icon on our website. You can go straight to Facebook, and we put out information there, too. Yeah, and we'd appreciate it if you'd like us and share some stuff that we put out. And uh, join our mailing list. Uh, you can do that right from the uh, website and or Facebook. And, uh, you know, get in there, and let's help you get away from this pre-diabetes and get back to living healthy and being healthy. We'll see you next time. So long, and thanks for listening to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Drs. Jim and Janine Fox, a presentation of Doctors Nutrition. Please call our toll-free customer service number, 1-800-824-0194, for more information or with any questions you may have. Find out more online. Log on to DoctorsNutrition.com. Find the archive of shows and articles at DoctorsNutritionMedia.com.